Welcome in, cronies, to the Man-Child Chronicles Sports Edition. We're going to break down week five of the NFL with my best friend, John, today. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Woke up this morning. You know, it's always a great day when you wake up in the morning, and it's always a great day when the sun comes out, and the sun was out this morning. Was it out for you? It was out for me. I got to mow my lawn. And I'm tired of mowing my lawn this late in the year, so I even lowered my deck one notch, hoping Ooh. it would be enough. But the grass is really green down south. So, how has the weather been down south? Oh, it's been, we're in the 70s now. It's nice. Pretty nice. Pretty yep. nice. This morning I had to scrape frost off my front windshield. <laughs> uh, in Wisconsin, I think winter's creeping right up behind us here, and we're, we're about to get in some winter. We did get to the, uh, like, 35, 36 degrees a few nights ago. I still haven't put on my jacket, though. I'm still refusing to put on my jacket and admit that it's here. You know, I'm always in denial to the very possible last minute. I hear you. I I used to be this. I'm the, why hardly even wear a jacket down here? Pretty rare. All right, well, let's get to some games of the week. Let's go across the pond to London. The Jaguars, 25. The Bills, 20. And my question for you, John, is how good can the Jaguars be? How good they can they be? Yeah. They can easily be, I would say, a top five, maybe a top six team in the AFC. On any given week, I think they could beat anybody, don't you? Yeah, I would they say have- so. They have the talent, they got the quarterback, they have the coaching, and they just beat a boat. They just, I mean, they just destroyed Buffalo's season because Buffalo just lost two starters. Or they just, they, the week before, they lost their best corner for the year. Yep. And then yesterday, they lost their heart and soul of their defense, their middle Matt linebacker, Milano. Matt Milano, for the year. Yep. And a D tackle for several weeks. Really? And a whole bunch of other D linemen are already hurt. It's just demoralizing once everybody just keeps getting hurt like that. I really hope but, we play. I hope the Jets play them in this window where everybody's hurt again. So. I think, you know, I think the Jaguars are their own worst enemy. They're going to either win or they're going to beat themselves every week. There's not going to be. If they get beat, it's because they beat themselves. They're like a couple other teams where they always play to the level of their opponent. Yep. Next game Chiefs 27. Vikes 20, and I I like the Chiefs. I live in Missouri. If I wasn't a Jets fan, it'd be natural to be a Chiefs fan because they're going to win a lot. But I can tell you, I am sick and tired of these refs handing these guys the games at the end. They just did it again. Just You the- have to let the Chiefs win, man. That's the script this year. The Chiefs <sighs> have to win. Like, you cannot let them not win. If it Dude. comes down to it, you have to let them win. Last week, when they beat the Jets, there was that controversial pass interference call at the end. They called up the guy through the flag well after the interception. For For in this game... They didn't call pass interference. And then the guy takes his helmet off. He tells him to put his helmet back on. There's there's like three penalties on one play. They didn't call any of them. And the Vikings, I, I don't know if the Vikings would have won it because Jefferson got hurt. But gosh, I'm just, I'm just tired of these refs 
Oh, it drives me nuts watching the Chiefs. To me, play. that wasn't even a catchable ball. So I think that's why they did not call the penalty. I don't even think the ball was going to be catchable. It's a, um, then it's a five-yard penalty. Why can't they make it a automatic first down five-yard penalty? I think there was confusion if the ball was tipped or not, which it wasn't. But I don't nope. think you can look at that for if, like replay to see if the ball's been tipped or not. So I think that was on the part of the discussion, too, on the field. Um, but, I mean, the Chiefs, though, have been very heavily penalized all season by the NFL. I mean, they've been attacking yeah. that offensive line. The first three they've quarters. They've been yeah. attacking a lot of things. But when it comes down to it, they want to make sure they're in the playoffs and they're in the Super Bowl again. Because not only not only are the Chiefs like the league's favorite, which is shocking to say, you know. You know what I did this year, Ryan? I bought I bought Sunday NFL ticket through YouTube TV. Really? Because I was like, I'm up here in Wisconsin. I'm never gonna get the Chiefs games. I want to make sure I can watch them. You know what? I get every week. The Chiefs games, because they're the league's favorites. And <laughs> they're on TV anyway. You wasted all your money. And they're on TV anyway. So, so far, I've been able to still watch every Chiefs game and have the NFL Sunday ticket. But not only are they the league's favorite, now you have this Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, you know, mentality. Can you imagine the Super Bowl ratings on that? If T. Swift's at the Super Bowl cheering on her boo? Oof. Through the roof. Especially Man. if she's the halftime show or sings the national anthem. Oh, yeah. Through the roof. Through the roof. Uh, but back to the, the refs cheating. I really think the NFL, you know, they go every offseason and try to fix things. These passing interference calls for years have determined so many outcomes of games and have been so controversial. In this day and age, there's no reason why... It doesn't have to be even the refs there. It can be the committee in New York that review all this stuff. Why can't they just review these things? It doesn't make any sense. It should be a cha- should be able to challenge those, especially under two minutes when it's crucial in a game. They should just automatically they did challenge. challenge it that one season. It was horrendous because nobody wanted to say yes or no. They did challenge that after the I, Rams Saints playoffs. They did have challenges for PI, and I don't think one call was overturned. Because it's so much gray area. It's so it, much. It wasn't. Is it or isn't it? You're right. They didn't overturn one of those. I remember that now you say that. Yep. All right, let's go to the next game. And this was one of my favorite games of the week. The Atlanta Falcons against the Houston Texans. Falcons win 21-19. And King Arthur in his nights of the Falcons just look great. They, <laughs> I thought all they could do was run the ball. And here comes Desmond Ritter, who... I thought they're, on my opinion, last week is they should put Taylor Heineke in there. This guy comes out and he looks like Patrick Mahomes. So it's for three hundred plus yards, two touchdowns. He looked phenomenal, and that was the game plan. Didn't was him throwing the ball? No, he looked great. Yeah, I mean Houston's yep. not that good of a defense, but but those are two young you know, surprising Houston. teams. Houston did their job and they shut down Robinson to only like three yards of carry. Uh, didn't get much on the receiving end. I think he did get a receiving touchdown, but didn't get much. But then Desmond Ritter, who couldn't get any yards, but a lot of completions, got a lot of completions and a lot of yards this, this week. So they did a great job game planning for that defense. There's two teams that, in my opinion, have been very competitive this year, and that is the Texans and the Falcons. I don't think they're great by any means. I think they might be able to sneak into the playoffs if they can get a winning record. But overall, I think 
I think they've been my uh, my two competitive teams I've watching all year. And towards the end there in the fourth quarter, it went back and forth with like under two minutes left in the game. It was a touchdown for, I think, the Texans, and they got the lead. And then the Falcons just went right back down the field, and they took it right back. Yeah, anybody that plays those two teams, they got to strap up because they're going to they're coming to play. All right, these next games, we're going to go through real fast. Um, I'll say the score of the game, make a little comment. If you have a comment, make one. If not, say pass. Bears, 40. Commanders, 20. DJ Moore, lighten it up. Eight for 230 yards, three touchdowns. Ruined everybody's fantasy week on Thursday. And Justin Fields, two big back-to-back games, threw for 282 and four touchdowns. Not even that. They broke their 14-game losing streak, I think. So Matt Everless has survived. He now has to keep winning week after week after week to keep his job. So... Keep winning, Mr. Matt. If they if they play like that, they'll keep winning. Lions, 24. Pan, 42. Panthers, 24. Jared Gurf, three touchdowns. And David Montgomery just continues to be a beast. And the Lions did this without their best player, Amon Ross St. Brown. Jared Goff's looking like a number one overall draft pick. I mean, he's looking good. He does look good. Uh, yeah. Colts, 23, Titans, 16. Jonathan Taylor, who? Zach Moss, 165 yards, two touchdowns. And Gardner, Uncle Rico coming in and winning the game for the Colts. Nice. You know, Anthony Richardson is like the young, hot sports car on the lot, you know? And Gardner Minshew's like the used car salesman on the other lot. He's <laughs> just trying to wheel and deal and sell his cars. And you know what, though? That locker room eats up Gardner Minshew, and everybody likes him and respects the hell out of him, in all honesty. There was a post-game video of him breaking down the team, and you could tell everybody's mm-hmm. hyped for him in there. And if Richardson is hurt for an extended period of time, I think the Colts are still going to be competitive with Gardner. I really wish the Jets would have signed him this offseason. I was really hoping they would for a backup. And then King Henry. We keep we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but he continues to throw out stinkers. Is he done? He doesn't He's looking done. He's looking cooked. They gave him the ball on several fourth and one or third and ones and he couldn't get yep. a yard. And he never I, he used to be able I to really, out through people. Yeah, he has not looked the same all season. Uh, the backup Spears has been bringing a lot of in- energy to the Titans through his role playing. D Hop though finally had a pretty good game: eight catches, 140 yards, no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So Still good. Shout out to DeAndre Hopkins. Hopefully, he can keep that rolling, and the Titans don't kill his career. But I'm getting worried about Derrick Henry because he is not looking like Beast Mode Henry at all. Nope, he sure doesn't. He used to be as. Uh... Used to be able to rely on him for one yard as much as the tush push. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Dolphins, 31. Giants, 16. Devin Achan, 151 yards. Hill, 181 yards. Both touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to tell you something's going to blow your mind right now, John. These guys are fast. Hashtag analysis. And Daniel Jones, 0.2. He's losing the 2.0. It's 0.2. He don't deserve it anymore. 
he never deserved the 2.0 then. But yeah, Daniel Jones is looking like uh, Tony Romo 2.0 right now. Like, it ain't looking of, very good at all. End of Tony Romo career 2.0, yes. Yep. Oh, he looks. He just. He's looking like he just, Tony Romo 2.0 right now. He's not looking good. The whole Giants offense isn't looking good in all honesty. The whole Giants defense isn't looking good in all honesty. That season they had last year must have just been the biggest fluke. And whatever Brian DeBall was cooking, it did not carry over into the next season or everybody figured him out. The Dolphins, though, like you said, man, they are fast. They are quick. Tua had a couple turnovers, but he only had eight incompletions. So two two of his eight incompletions were turnovers. Uh, everybody on that team is lightning fast. I mean, Tyreek Hill, eight catches, 181 yards on the touchdown. He is on pace to get his 2,000 yards this season, which would be phenomenal. He's good. He's good. Uh, Jets, 31. Broncos, 21. Brees Hall, 177 yards and a touchdown. And poor old Sean Payton. Should he be fired? No. You don't, you don't fire Sean Payton. Um, not after one season or five games. Uh, it's a three-year rebuild in Denver. They're probably going to be looking at getting a new quarterback at some point, even though Russell Wilson's been looking better this year. This just hasn't been clicking that entire team. It got out in the media this week that they have been taking phone calls on any veteran they have for trades. So they are blowing up the team uh, before this week even started. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say Sean Payton won't get fired. If he does get fired, it's going to be like Urban Meyer type stupidness happening outside of the game (laughs) where, you know, you're at the club with the young ladies and not focusing on your team type of thing. I don't think Sean Payton's being a cancer to the locker room. I think he is trying to figure it out because of all the years of success he had in New Orleans. This is probably very difficult for him. I agree. And I think he knew once he got there and started blaming Nathaniel Hackett as his like cushion of why it's going to be bad, he knew then mm-hmm. that this team is going to be hot garbage. And yeah. honestly, they're better off just losing every game and trying to get that first pick. I don't they know if they have honesty. it. Do they have the first pick still, or is that going to Seattle? Still? No, I think there's an 0-5. No, Panthers are 0-5, I think. Hmm. Panthers don't have the first pick. They they traded theirs to Chicago. All right. Jets, Patriots. Bro. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Jets and Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, thing? he got I mean, the game ball. Did he you was also, cry? He also was named. Did you cry when you saw him on the sideline? No, I didn't. He I was didn't. all pumped up? Here's why I didn't cry, because I was very upset <laughs> the way the Jets played that game. I really wanted to come out and just smash him in the mouth. And if it wasn't for Brees Hall, we probably would have lost that Brees game. Hall. <laughs> we would have lost that game if it wasn't for Brees Hall. And we and just in typical Jets fashion, we just lost our best offensive lineman to another torn Achilles. So we just... Now, what is up with that? What is up with that? Are they overworking the Achilles? <laughs> The Jets practices? Like, what's going on? I don't know. This guy... Do we need to look at the trainers? This guy got hurt last year in Denver and tore uh, his... What was his Tricep or something like that, and he missed the season. And now he went this year in Denver and tore his Achilles. Like, I'm just done going to Denver. We don't want to go there no more. So we'll see. Uh, Not looking... I mean, Zach Wilson, he's looking a lot better, but not good enough. Patriots... 
zero again Ugh. to the Saints 34. And the question that everybody's asking, two questions. Is Bill done as a coach? And is Mac Jones done as the quarterback? Mac Jones should be done as the quarterback. In my opinion, Bill is not done as the coach. I mean, he might be done as a winning coach, but he's not done as a coach in New England. I will find it very surprising for him to swallow his eagle or his ego, not his eagle, swallow his ego and quit or step down. I think they would have to force that on him. Um, I was talking to my wife, I think, about this, and I think, you know, the Patriots have the Patriots way, right? That's what they always say, the Patriots way. And in order for that to be successful, you have to have the right players that believe in it, but you also have to have success on top of it because when you are not successful and you are trying to be the Patriots way, everybody will be miserable because it is a miserable way to become victorious because it's a very strict follow these guidelines to get to victory. But when you don't get to victory, I don't see how a team can keep coming back at it week after week when they don't feel like they have the right systems in place. I don't think Mac Jones is the right quarterback for the Patriots way. I think Bill was smart to draft him because he was in Nick Saban's office, offense and Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are two heads that think alike. Um, but I think Mac Jones has proven he does not want to be a part of the Patriots way. He does not want to be part of the answer. So they need to move on from him and they just need to, like you said, probably lose some games and hope to get that number one. Did you hear what Mac Jones, it got leaked what he said? I did not. So it doesn't matter how good the cook is if you're cooking with garbage. <laughs> That's a good leader right there, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll you know, I'll be I'll honestly be surprised if he finishes this next whether they're blowout or not. Like I think he still might start this next game. But the first sign, like he's turned the ball over a ton the past few games. I would be surprised if Bill keeps playing them. If Bill keeps playing them, that means he has no faith in anybody else at all. I don't think, in my opinion, Bailey Zappi is the same quarterback, but just not, just not as. Uh, you know, the other problem. With, the other problem with Bill Belichick is he has too much of an ego where he will not change how he wants to run his offense or his defense. He will not change it around the strength of his players, which is a big fault for a coach. He will want to run his system his way, and he will not try to adapt or make it work better. You know, we saw that with Cam Newton in New England for that season when he had two good weeks and defenses figured him out, and then he looked like hot, hot garbage afterwards. You know, you have to be able to adapt to your players, and I don't think Bill's doing that at all. 49ers, 42 Cowboys 10 and deemed as was supposed to be the game of the week. Now, here's the question for you. Are the 49ers underrated or are the Cowboys overrated? Hmm. I guess the Cowboys would be overrated in that sense with that question because I don't think the 49ers are underrated at all. Uh, I think they are just proven they are the king of the NFC. That defense, that offense, that special teams, that Everything right now is just rolling for them. It's amazing what a team with a late round quarterback that puts up D 
decent numbers with a great defense behind them and a great offensive line and a running game can do. I think feel like I've seen this story play out once before. We just talked about him, the Patriots. Patriots. Yes, it just—I mean, it's just the same thing. He—I just love watching Brock Purdy. He's accurate. He's cool in the pocket. I cannot—you know—you just like when I watched Tom Brady back then. You just—you always think when you watch these guys, how did these guys fall so late in the draft when they're this good? It makes no sense. <laughs> Who are these talent scouts? How do they not see this? I—if you watch my mock draft. Brock Purdy went 101 in my mock draft. You did talk him up. He was the guy. I was like, you got to take Brock Purdy, number one overall. 252 yards, four touchdowns, two games in a row, four touchdown passes. Yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. He's been, you know, captain consistency or whatever. I nicknamed him a couple weeks ago. He gives the same performance every week, and it leads to victory. I think he studies the game religiously, kind of like Brady did. I think he is very involved in studying the game, the playbook. He sees these schemes, you know, and Kyle Shanahan is a very smart offense with a bunch of different looks, and he reads it perfectly. And I think it's just that perfect pairing of a coach and a quarterback, and it's just showing great results. Dak Prescott, 153 yards, three picks. Uh, he hasn't played very well this year. He really hasn't had a great... He did good against the Jets. Besides that game, was his only good game, of course, all year. Uh, a lot of people in Dallas and fans, and I've, I've been watching social media today, they're, they want Dak out, which is surprising. But uh, you think his time's ending I mean, you there? give away the heart of your team and Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah, you're going to have a rough season, man. He was the heart of that team. They just... Threw him away. That's what happens, Jerry Jones. Can't give away your heart. That was, I'm so surprised I got rid of him. Ravens 10, Steelers 17. Uh, that was an ugly game. I got. I don't got much to say about that one. Who's the offensive coordinator for the Ravens? <laughs> Todd Monken. Not looking good. Todd so. Monken. And what was he, he going to do this year? Uh, it's supposed to open up the passing game. Well, they lost their... Open up the passing game. I've had a lot of injuries, John. Bengals, 34. <laughs> Cardinals, 20. Joe Burrow figured out something. Still doesn't look that good, but figured out how to throw for 317 yards and three touchdowns, and that's by throwing the ball 15 times for 192 yards and three touchdowns to Jamar Chase. Not that hard to figure out. Joe, just throw it to Jamar Chase. He's just like there's he said, he's open every play. There's one saying that I've always heard, and that's the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And last week, Joe Jamar Chase was that squeaky wheel, and he got the grease this week. And if you were going against him in fantasy, you lost. John, did you go against him in fantasy this week? I did, and I lost. <laughs> you had a good week, too. I've seen that. I'm like... We went into I had the a great day, week. and I'm like, I thought there was no way John's losing. And then I looked I at the scores. There no way I'm losing this week. I, Tua was on fire. Tyreek was on fire. A-chan. A-chan. I put him in my starting lineup. I had the Miami Dolphins defense. I got like 20-plus <laughs> points. I had four Miami Dolphins people in my starting lineup. And I was like, there's no way I'm losing. We're on fire this week. And this guy had Zach Moss, who he put on his bench. And I was like, oh, thank God. 
<laughs> and then all of a sudden, Jamar Chase just ate and ate and ate, and he did not stop. He could take the next three weeks off and still have probably be a top three receiver in the league. I gotta look at your, I gotta look at this matchup. You, you scored, I think the third or fourth most points for the week. Let's see who this guy had. Uh, Jamar Chase. He had that one other person that did good. Oh, he had the Saints, Saints defense. defense. He had the Saints defense Ooh, pitching the shutout. Baby, 40, 40 points. points. That would two guys, two guys beat you. That's I can't. Maybe during our fantasy segment, Ryan, you can give me hints on picking up a kicker because <laughs> I have not had any luck picking up kickers this season. I'll give you. I'll give you advice on the kickers. Eagles twenty three, Rams fourteen. Jalen Hurts finally threw the ball a little bit and ran the ball three hundred three yards and touchdown seventy two yards rushing and a touchdown. His legs won him the game. But the key story in this game, Mr. Cooper Cup was back. Eight catches for 118 yards and 12 targets. But what's that going to do to Puka Nakua? Is he going to be forgotten? Shut him down. Nope. He had seven catches for 71 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. Just one less target. Matthew Stafford, laser focused into those two guys. They fought well, I thought, pretty good against the Eagles. I think the Rams, as long as Cooper Cup can stay healthy, I think they're a team uh, that's going to make some noise in the NFC and make the playoffs. Here I am last week saying, do the Rams even need Cooper Cup still? And he heard that, and he answered this week. And he said, oh, yes, they do, John. Oh, yes, they do. And Matthew Stafford, he looked like he was happier than ever throwing that ball to him again. He looked, Cooper Cup looked very good. I the whole game, I'm thank goodness. I so this week in our fantasy dynasty league, I traded Cooper Cup for Travis Etienne straight E-T-N. up. T N. Yeah, it's in the game and it's all week. In the game. I had like an ulcer all week, thinking, did I just make the biggest? Because like I did last year, training Kelsey away, and then at least Etienne had a huge game for me. Huge. <laughs> so it made me thank feel- God. Yeah, thank God is right because that could have been bad. I needed a running back so bad, and nobody would trade me. I threw so many trade offers out there, and finally somebody said that's a great trade because he had no receivers. I would have gave you Madison for Cooper Cup if you no. would have done that my way. I need a good. I wouldn't even put Dalvin back. Cook in there too for you. Oh, He's a Jets player. That guy should get cut. He is garbage. <laughs> All right, that's the games for the week. Exciting week. We're going to week six next week. Uh, fantasy waiver wire pickups for the week. There ain't a lot out there. Not a lot of meat on the Kickers. bone here. Uh, Curtis Samuel for the Commanders. He seems to have taken over the number two role. That should be Jahan Dotson, but for some reason or other, they don't like throwing him the ball or using him like they should. He's got this superpower. Jahan Dotson is of being fast and getting open downfield, and they keep giving him these little tiny routes and screens but Curtis Samuel looks great uh, he's had a few good games in a row Josh Downs the rookie for Indianapolis uh, he looks good getting a lot of targets and if you're in a two quarterback league make sure you go out there and get Gardner Minshew if he's out there now fantasy tip I, I'll have two of them now since you want to talk about kickers here's how you do kickers if you don't if you can't get one of the best kickers in the league the guys that they're always fine kicking a field goal because they know they're going to make it like a Justin Tucker. You got to get the guys on high-scoring offenses. 
because you're guaranteed points every week. Hmm. So hmm. you always just look at a team, and if those guys are all gone, you look at who has the best matchup, who's going to score points this week. So that's why you got to look at it. So you, if you're, you could always just stream the kicker and just pick whichever one's playing the worst defense each week and try to get some easy points that way. I had no kicker this year either, John. And I went and picked up the Lions kicker because Lions have a great offense. And I've been happy. Smart. Smart. Well, I picked up uh, the Rams kicker because he's been on fire all season. You know, double-digit points the first four weeks. Double-digit points the first four weeks, number two in the league. And I'm well, like, what, I'm going to pick was this the, guy up. That, why, did, why was it a bad choice, John? Who did he play? He played tough, the Eagles. Tough defense. You can't play the Eagles. Yeah, if you're streaming kickers, you can't go against good defenses. But come uh, on. Next week fan. he plays the Cardinals. Should I keep him? You should. You definitely should. keep should. him? Yes. The other faint tip I have is if you have IR slots, make sure you put your T. If the guy's out before the game, Put him in your IR slot and try to go pick up a backup running back because you never know uh, if a running back gets hurt. You might now have a starting running back on your team. So whenever I have a guy go out, I always go look at who's out there for backup running backs, and I try to get uh, somebody that might be a starter on my team next week. Other than that, got anything else there, Johnny? I don't got anything else at all, buddy. All right. Till next week. Peace. We out of here. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.